0: Hey guys, welcome to the Men's Journey Today podcast. I am Colleen Saft, your host, and today I am going to start a series of episodes about the secrets that men keep. And our point of departure is healing the mother son relationship wound. Quote Men do not often discuss their unresolved feelings about their mothers. While they play a key part in their relationships with other women, these emotions are often hidden away out of our awareness. Men's deepest feelings towards their mothers remain some of their best-kept secrets, even from themselves. Yet a large part of what men expect from women, and of themselves as men, dates back to their childhood experiences with their mothers. Ken drug the secrets men keep? So where do these unresolved feelings about our mothers come from? How can we become aware of them and start a healing process? And most importantly, how can we support our sons in their transition from adolescence to adulthood? First of all, let's consider the context. The 20th century has generated a culture that doesn't understand our spiritual background and prefers to forget about it. This is why men have lost their connection to the masculine archetypes that were passed from generation to generation through various rites of initiation. Let's take a look at the most significant changes that took place around the turn of the century and accelerated after World War II. As the world was heading towards an industrial economy, more and more families have moved from rural to urban areas. Why is this important? Because in an agrarian society, boys worked alongside their fathers, brothers, uncles, cousins, and even grandfathers. They were constantly in contact with men, thus they had an intimate model of masculinity. However, in the context of urban migration and an increasingly predominant manufacturing society, fathers left home in the morning to go to work. Thus, everything changed and the intimate connection between boys and their male role models was lost. Furthermore, we cannot talk about the 20th century without mentioning the horrible impact of the two world wars. Just think about how many people lost their lives, how many traumatized families and emotionally unavailable fathers those wars left behind. And finally, let us add into this mix the increase in divorce and its effects. I'm referring to single-parent homes, And homes headed by women. So where does leave us? Becoming mature from a biological point of view does not equal becoming mature from a psychological perspective. The simple fact that the boy has grown up doesn't necessarily mean that he is a man. Boys were separated from their fathers and other significant male role models. As a consequence, The responsibility of guiding boys on the path of becoming men was left primarily to mothers and secondly to the school system, which is dominated by women. That is why boys are having a difficult time developing as individual men, in their own right, with a sense of an autonomous self. Some boys grow up to become confused men and many times display either a nice-guy-pleasing type behavior or a defensive attitude towards women, and feel abandoned and isolated when it comes to their relationships with other men. Let's be clear. Each and every child needs to separate psychologically from its parents. If not, the parent-child relationship is one of enmeshment. Enmeshment literally means giving yourself away to another, living outside of yourself. As Adolescent boys, psychological separation from our mother is a crucial step on the path of becoming a man. Failure to successfully complete this separation process, coupled with the lack of a series of ritual experiences of manhood, leads to becoming a grown man incapable of creating balanced and mutually nurturing relationships with women in general. Without initiation, the grown man remains an adolescent. The uninitiated man has a complicated relationship with his mother and other significant women in his life. His approach to life is to experiment rather than to commit. He is not always able to control his anger. He avoids displaying and talking about deep feelings. This adolescent like man. Is either unable to seek his own wisdom and follows without questioning what others say is moral and acceptable, or he constantly rebels and feels isolated, even when surrounded by people. In a world that doesn't understand initiation anymore, the son of a disengaged or absent father who is not exposed to healthy, wise male role models and does not properly separate from his mother often finds unhealthy ways of initiation. So he becomes addicted to work, TV, sex, alcohol or drugs. It is of utmost importance to teach a growing child to individuate, to trust himself. In order to achieve this, he must first experience a safe and secure attachment relationship with his primary caregivers. Then, he must separate from his caregivers and feel his own power. Constantly pulling away from parents and mentors and coming back to them is a natural process that children and adolescents go through in order to find their own identity. In conclusion, bonding is both about attachment and separation. Separation from the mother during adolescence doesn't necessarily mean that the boy must live apart from his mother. According to Michael Garian, successful completion of this process implies that the son is no longer dependent on his mother for these elements of his psychological life. Development of a core self, which he will bring to his adult life. Development of personal boundaries. Development of his own view on masculinity. Development of his own view on femininity. Development of personal rituals that will help him function in day-to-day life. Development of personal rituals for feeling he belongs to the universe. Development of personal vision of his life's purpose. Development of his emotional language. Development of healthy communication styles. And development of a sense of safety in the world. In many cases, for various reasons, boys go to live with their fathers, young men move out of the house for military, college, or other reasons, but are still psychologically attached to their mother. John Lee concludes that most of us never really had the experience of separation from the mother, intimate fathering by dad, nor mentoring by initiated elders. The separation from the mother was supported in traditional cultures by various rituals or ceremonies. Nowadays, fathers are not even aware of the fact that they are supposed to be involved in such a process. So when we become adolescents, we are not usually bonded with our fathers or other male role models, and we are still attached to our mother, searching for nurturance and accepting it from her. The main difference between the maternal and the paternal nurturance is that the maternal style is based on the mother's sense that the child belongs to her. He is hers. And the paternal style is based on the father's physical separateness from his son. When one of these these sides of the family suffers from addiction or dysfunction, the mother can become smothering. That means that she is influencing and controlling her son's core self too much. And the father can become authoritarian, which means that he is forcing his son to always be doing as father says, because father knows best, rather than helping his son unpack what is developing naturally inside him. Another problem that might occur is that the father can be quite passive, thus putting the mother in the position of filling both roles, both nurturance styles. When the boy starts separating from his mother around puberty, he needs more of the paternal style. At that point, no matter how difficult this may be for her, the mother needs to let him go as he prepares to be led by his masculine role models into the mysteries of manhood. And talking about the mysteries of manhood, I want to share with you Michael Guardian's version of the Ritual Initiation. Phase 1 There are three psychological actions in the male initiation process. Number 1. Attachment to and separation from mom. Number 2. Attachment to and separation from dad. Number 3. Attachment to and separation from mentors who function as transitional and auxiliary parents as children grow to maturity. The second phase. There are three simultaneous interpersonal activities of initiation. Number one. A boy's search for his own vision, personal powers, and talents. Number two. Unforgettable lessons in personal, family, and tribal responsibility. Number three, experimentation with lovers. And the third phase, there are three spiritual goals in the initiation process. Number one, to learn and accept lifelong rituals that will bring intimacy with a spiritual center that many cultures call a soul. Number two, to negotiate new and mutually empowering boundaries with the feminine. And number three, to develop a commitment to others and the earth, altruism. Gurion states that in our culture we initiate fragments of these and we end up with fragmented men. In order to better support our sons on this path, we should focus more on understanding their developmental needs in various life stages rather than initiating boys by shaming and competition. And with that, we have now reached the end of this first part in this series. I am going to talk about the further steps in this initiation process in my next solo cast next Friday. Please share your thoughts and questions in the comments section or email me at hello at mensjourneytoday.com. I would be thrilled to hear from you and I want you to know that I answer every single email that I receive. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Talk soon.